This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart. Let's talk to Senior Market Analyst for Oanda, Ed Moyer. Good afternoon, Ed. Hi, Johnny. Thanks for having me. Well, the big story over the last 24 hours is the surge in oil prices after several of the world's largest exporters announced surprise cuts in production. The price of Brent crude has been trading close to $85 a barrel today. That's a jump of almost uh, 6%. The messaging from the Saudis, everyone was uh, anticipating no change in production, but obviously they're going to hold themselves to the, the, the current situation, the current demand outlook. And the Saudis were wanting to send a clear message here. Um, you know, you take a look at the recent weakness in oil prices. We have lots of the larger economies that are recession bound. I, I think the, the Saudis wanted to send a clear message here that no, they're not going to let oil prices have a, a significant decline you know, below $70. And I, I think this is a, a clear message that they're controlling the market. They're not afraid of shale uh, production and, and that they're going to keep prices elevated. The announcement of the production cut was, yes, it was shocking for many traders, but uh, it's also, it's the way they said it. Um, so the, you know, the, the typical OPEC meeting, um, you have the first day, uh, the technical meeting, and then you have the uh, JMM. MC meeting where it's the technical committee meeting where they announce it. With the virtual discussion, they decided after that quick call, they just went ahead and announced it on Sunday morning here, um, which means traders had several hours before the market opened to process this. And it, you know, it, it was clear that this was going to have a major, um, you know, gap higher for oil prices. And, and it really, um, you know, the, this this is a, a a clear message that you know oil is heading higher. You you had some of the more the more um, you know pessimistic oil bears there kind of have to acknowledge that uh, you know the the risks of a hundred dollar oil you know the, that is on the table now. Um, and and I, I think you know when you take a look at um, you know the immediate aftermath of this is you know everyone's raising their their um, Brent. Price forecasts. Uh, Goldman raised theirs by five dollars to ninety-five dollars a barrel, um, and and I think that you're going to see there's expectations here that you know if if China's demand comes in a little bit hotter than expected, um, watch out. We're we're we're, we're going to see prices really surge here, and I think any belief that we were going to see a surplus um, later this year. Um, that's gone away. I think um, people firmly believe that Saudis have this oil market cornered and in control. And um, I think, you know, the the expectation is now what's the White House move going to be? And um, obviously the messaging um, from from, uh, the Biden administration is that this move by OPEC is ill-advised. The options are limited, though. Um, Are they going to try to tap the SPR again? Um, that, That that might be something they'll they'll consider, but I mean they were supposed to be refilling it when pr- prices were around the seventy dollar level. So we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, this is a difficult situation right now for um, I think the Biden administration because it, it seems that we're we're going to have prices be um, fairly supported here, and uh, I, I I think you know there is demand destruction happening. Um, we did have some weaker ISM uh, manufacturing data, which clearly shows uh, factory activity is 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 weakening. Um, weakest readings we've seen in nearly three years. Um, but um, there's 
No, I think there's there's good reason to anticipate that this market is is not going to see a surplus anytime soon. It might be balanced for a while, but the risks that it's going to remain tight are fairly elevated and that prices should remain supported going forward. And this is a bit of a blow, isn't it, to economies around the world with economists warning that higher oil prices could make it harder to bring down the cost of living. Very much so. I think one of the the key headlines, I think, uh, you know, this surprise production cut triggered inflation jitters uh, because uh, you're you're going to see that, um, you know, there was, I think, a lot of relief that came from um, the recent slide with energy prices. And uh, you're, 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 you're looking at an unwanted spike and you're looking at, uh, I think, a, a a serious risk that um, we could have oil at $100. And that could be very crippling for a lot of these um, um, economies that are, you know, oil um, importers. So I, th- I think that you're going to see there, there's a, um, this, this is going to complicate monetary policy for a lot of central banks. I mean, inflation is, um, you know, disinflation trends are not going to firmly be in place anywhere. Um, I I think that people are going to wait and see exactly what happens with energy prices. But, you know, this is going to get passed along to every um, good and and, uh, to a lot of services. So, so yes, this is, this is very troubling for the inflation outlook Um, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think a lot of traders are nervous here that, you're, you're not going to get this big relief here um, with um, disinflation trends um, throughout the rest of the summer. I think that it, you're, you're probably going to see um, central banks are, are going to have more reasons to, to remain aggressive with, you know, delivering more rate hikes. Just ask Fed's Jim Bullard. Um, he he, he um, kind of uh, supported his uh, Fed dot plot this morning and also ECB's uh, Holzman um, saying his half point hike is still on the cards for May. So, you know, watch out. We could still see more rate hikes. And this uh, OPEC decision is, is keeping that on the table. And what effect has this decision from OPEC Plus had on global currencies, Ed? Commodity currencies are, are are the winners right now. I think that you're you're probably going to see that there's a um, there was initial dollar strength, but now the dollar is weaker. Um, I think right now the the bigger move right now is a reaction to the ISM manufacturing report. Um, that one is is a, a game changer. We 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 saw <laughs> a first reaction to OPEC, but now we're seeing. Uh, Treasury yields are much lower. Um, they've given up that um, that little surge that we saw from the OPEC Plus announcement. There's probably, um, I think, more expectations here that you know the U.S. economy is weakening a lot quicker than people were anticipating, and and that's that's why we're 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 seeing um, uh, the, the dollar weaken right now. So I think the the OPEC decision has has lost a little little bit of its luster. It's it's kind of shifted towards ISM manufacturing. Let's switch to Tesla now. And sales of Tesla have risen by 36% in the first quarter after the success of two price cuts aimed at boosting demand. And uh, those price cuts have certainly had the desired effect. Very strong numbers. Uh, Tesla, uh, for for the most part, um, they they delivered record numbers, um, but unfortunately, uh, they fell short of uh, Elon Musk's growth goal. Um, you know, Musk has an aggressive growth goal of 50%, um, and 
I, I think that uh, you know the, the, the street. Um, you know, when you take a look at Tesla's deliveries, um, you know, since the second quarter of you know 2021, uh, it's been mostly you know trending higher. And and uh, I, I think you know, did they beat? expectations yes um is the outlook still strong yes did they have a stronger start to the quarter and a little bit of weakness going in to the end of the quarter yeah and i think that's why you're seeing a little bit of disappointment here i think there is a weakening consumer that is really weighing on this um and 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 while tesla you know they're they're, they're having all these big discounts they're going to lose some of these tax you know EV tax credits um, on on you know their 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 cheaper model. Um, I think there's there's expectations here that you know Tesla is still doing and you know, they have amazing margins. That's not going to change. They're still trying to um, cement their uh, lead and and probably um, they want to ramp up production. They, I think, you know, the, the more cars they make, the, the cheaper it gets, and uh, they're they're this is their strategy. So. Uh, while you know shares are down about six percent, um, I, I think that this is this is still overall it's a decent it's a it's a you know it's a I think a decent report um, and and um, you know over, you know this is a space that people want to be in. I think the EV space is still there's tremendous growth potential here um, and. Uh, I think overall, you know, there were some high whisper numbers too, so that's probably why some people are a little, were a little bit down on the stock. But um, they're going to have to pick up the pace for deliveries for you know the rest of the year, and that that will be difficult, you know, given um, you know the weakness that we're going to see with the um, U.S. and Europe. European economies, but I think this is this is still a company that they, they still have a, a strong lead um, with you know, the majority of the other EV companies out there. And uh, uh, no, I think, um, you know, the, the, you know, the weakness that we're seeing and, you know, uh, eventually I think you'll see some um, people uh, find value in that. But um, right now, no, I think uh, uh, Tesla, you know, they've, uh, if you take a look at their deliveries, it's been, you know, they've, you know, a couple of years ago, they were around two, around uh, 200,000. Now they're closer to, 425 and I think they're they're going to get to 500,000. I think there's uh there's you know they're 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 growing fast and uh I think they have they've uh, ramped up they have the uh, facilities to continue that growth going forward. Let's talk cryptocurrency now and it looks like liquidity has uh, dried up a bit. Uh, trading volumes have uh, near collapsed. It's fascinating. I mean, you take a look at Bitcoin's price and you would think that uh, it, it's been doing pretty well and that the interest has been somewhat um, stable. But um, no, uh, I, you know, the, the trading volumes have been rather weak and uh, Bitcoin liquidity, um, um, it, it has, um, according to uh, one of the aggregators uh, uh keiko um it has hit a 10-month low um and uh, i think i think that's that's really um you kind of um being weighed on because market makers they, they lost access to you know two of their biggest banks um so you know a lot of these key crypto companies they when you when you 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 have banking struggles when you lose liquidity um you're 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 going to 
take time to to you know find a, a new way to um, uh, replace those uh, connections. So I, I think this is a this is the period where we're we're trying to find out who is who and uh, which which banks are going to become the um, ones willing to take on that business. Um, but but this is this is you know all part of the the growing pains of crypto. Um, um, but but I think overall. Um, you're, you're you're probably going to see that um, we're going to need to see more use case arguments be made, um, and and that's that's going to be difficult, um, I think, right now. I think there's a, a lot of people that are um, looking for more um, um, more of a catalyst because you know Bitcoin's been somewhat in a, in a trading range. I think that thirty thousand uh, level has become a price barrier. And you're probably not going to see, um, I think, uh, markets become um, fairly um, interested until we see a, a, a key catalyst that that takes that level out. So um, I think right now you're probably looking at a, um, an extended consolidation phase until until we, 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 we see some type of news that um, excites crypto traders. And, um, um, the, you know, then that could take some time. Um, you know, we... You know, we've been waiting for um, clearer regulatory guidelines on ETFs. We've been waiting for um, rulings on. Uh, so there's there's several rulings that are being weighed on, whether it's on stable coins, decisions on what is a uh, security or or whatnot. And and I think there's there, there, there's going to come. Uh, I think some type of catalyst that will will trigger you know some volatility but uh the liquidity um hopefully will improve <laughs> um but for now it just seems that um uh crypto um is is kind of uh stuck right now but we'll we'll see if that changes um and, and that volatility though will, will likely um when it does come back it will be um pretty fierce and thanks very much for joining us this afternoon we'll speak to you again soon thank you Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda.